What is up? I am Skyler. I'm Megan. And this is What the French Toast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to What the French Toast, a podcast where it takes Megan 84 minutes to find a pen to write with. Look, there's multiple pens in here. Some of them are clicky. Some of them are loud. Some of them have dangly things. Some of them have never been used before. It was like watching a child pick out what their what flavor of ice cream they want. You picked up a pen and you were like, not that one. Picked up at everyone. No, not that one. Picked up at everyone. And like, no, 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 not that I one. I am not that sure one. that other people can relate to that there being the right pen for the right occasion. I don't think they can. I think that's a you thing. No, it's not, obviously, because look at how many pens there are in here. That's true, but it's like hereditary. <laughs> <laughs> you, your mom, everyone needs multiple pens in yes. this house. Yes, yes. You should see my desk at work. It's it's about the same. Do you have many pens on your desk yeah. at work? I many use pens. A different pen every day because I want my planner and my my to do list to like <laughs> show progression. Do you, you know? have a picture? No, but it's in my room. Okay. And we're back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How are you today, Skylar? Oh man, I'm good. I'm tired. I did not sleep well last night. Me neither. My body wanted to wake up at 7 a.m. because mm. I worked from home today for the first yes. time in like I, that's crazy three or four months. And I normally get up at 7 a.m., but I didn't have to. And I also made my finger bleed. Oh damn! It's like actually bleeding a lot from a second ago. <laughs> yeah, it's not going well. Did it just drip? It just dripped. That's so gross. <laughs> Leave me alone. It looks like you dipped your hand into hot Cheeto dust. Shut up. I'm sorry. I bit my, my cuticle. Say it again. My cuticle. <laughs> this is going so well. We're this doing so been, good. It's just been a chaos. We're just chaotic lately. Chaotic I lately. I went car shopping today. It was the journey. And I and you know what I ended up with? No car. No car. <laughs> I said, hey. I want a car this, I want this car, but I don't want it to be this price. And they were like, it won't be. We sit down and there was like 2000 over. And I was like, what the fuck? Did I thought you said it wouldn't be that price, Carl. And he was like, yeah, I didn't say it wouldn't be over. And I was like, okay. That's the most car salesman thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, car salesman, man. It's like one of those like sketchy used car salesmen, but that's not even who you went to see, which is the worst. Who's a rapper? The car salesman I went to, he's a, he's a cool-ass guy. He drove a Jaguar F-Type. And as soon as I saw his car, I was like, I can't afford this place. Sounds like he just needs to cut out the car salesman and go rap because he's not very good at it. Rapping or car salesmaning? Car salesmaning. I don't feel like if he can afford a Jaguar F-Type, he's pretty okay. That's a pretty expensive car. Yeah, because he's screwing people over. Or he's just his rap career is taking off. Then he doesn't need to sell cars anymore. <laughs> So you know how you normally have a question? Yeah. I have a question today. Okay. Okay, so let's say that you're in the zombie in a zombie apocalypse. I feel like this is a recurring Listen, theme no, no, for no, no, our no. questions. Yes, but but okay, you're in a zombie apocalypse with the cast of the last movie or TV show that you watched. What who is it? Damn it. Hold on. I'm okay. Because literally this morning, I watched The Flash. Okay. So I'm stuck in a zombie apocalypse with The Flash, which means I'm living. Like, I don't know. Well, or at least he is. Like, I don't know. I'm not, maybe. But yeah. he's living. Fair. He can just zoom right through him. He's fine. I'm, I'm going to get fucked up. 
Mm, well, no, I'll be okay. I'll hold my own. No, because Frost will be there. That's true. And Cisco and Iris, well, Iris, Nora, and all of them. All of them will be there. Listen, we're doing okay. Like we're living. What about you? Okay, I want to talk about how my finger is still bleeding. I've gotten blood on all my other fingers. I got blood on my vape. Like Megan, nobody cares. It's a fucking murder scene around here. Megan, nobody cares. But speaking of murder scenes, the last show that I watched, which was earlier today while I was working, is Grimm. That's my show right now. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I haven't. But essentially, it's about a guy who like has special powers who can see supernatural creatures. It's loosely based off of the Grimm brothers, like their, okay. their dark fairy tales, you know? That's cool. And basically, he can see all of the mythical like creatures because they all live within people. You know, like, that's kind of cool. And essentially, in history, they used to kill the the Grimms, the were like hunters of the supernatural yeah. creatures. But he changes it up. Oh, good. And he's like, you know what? I'm a cop, <laughs> I'm... so I'm just gonna like, if you're actually bad and you actually did something wrong, you know, you must be a bad person. But otherwise, like, you're people, you're a person, your life, sure. you know. And there's like six seasons of it. It's on Prime, <laughs> Prime Video. It's super good. But they Let's like go. fight. There's like always drama. There's always sure. like monsters being fought. Your and... favorite kind of show. Yeah. Let's go. So, so yeah. I have. I would I be have... okay. That's good. I have a funny story that happened to me this week. Okay. This is kind of just like, whatever. But I was at this restaurant the other day, right? I'm sitting down. I'm having a meal. I'm doing my thing, and it's uh, this lady table behind me because i like to like listen to people's conversations <laughs> that makes me a bad person but i just like listen to people's conversations and so i'm sitting there i'm sure people do that with us all the time 100 we have some fucked up weird we have some funny ass conversations yeah. but so i'm sitting there and i'm listening to her conversation and she ordered her her meal was something called stuffed fish now i don't know what that is but i assume it's stuffed fish where were you at razu's Hard pass on the stuffed fish. That seems way too much for me. It doesn't seem good. But I'm sitting, so she orders stuffed fish. And I'm like, okay. Like, in my head, I made a mental note to be like, that's probably exactly what it sounds like, which is fish stuffed with something, right? So I'm like, okay, sounds good. Let's go. So, you know, I order my food. Same waiter, right? He comes out with her food a couple of while later, and he puts it on the table, and she eats it. And I hear her complain to her friend. She's like, this isn't very good. And her friend's like, what's wrong with this? She goes, I don't know. It just tastes fishy. Yeah, bitch. That's because it's fucking fish. Like, I don't understand what the issue is. Okay, fair. Like, when I went I went on a date this weekend, and it went well, and it was the same guy I went to Build-A-Bear with. Yeah. For anyone who's following my dating life. Dude, this is, this is a couple dates now. So, we've been on four dates Holy now. Holy shit. And so, it's going pretty decently. He's pretty cool. Okay. If you're listening, hi. <laughs> um, but I ordered... If you're listening, I hope you don't wear socks in bed or listen to Joe Rogan. <laughs> so I don't like that shit, all right? Put your cart back when you go to the fucking store. Um, but I ordered the crab stuffed enchiladas. Okay. Well, that one, yeah. But that's different. But but, but it was fishy. And it was like... Because it's... Yeah. Exactly. And I was annoyed at how fishy it was. Because crab isn't normally super, like, fishy. That's to, fair. To me. So I was annoyed at how fishy it was, but I wasn't going to complain about it because I ordered the seafood entree. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it's no, it does. fucking seafood at on the border on the top of that. They don't, like, specialize in seafood. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like if you order something called stuffed fish, it's going to be fishy because it's for- literally just a fish Fact. with stuff in it. That's it. That's what I explained the meal. Like, what the fuck? Anyways. 
Megan. People are dumb. People are absolutely fucking weird. Yeah. Some people are really dumb. Lady, if you're listening to this podcast and you were in Razoo's and you ordered stuffed fish and complained because it was too fishy, I need you to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Because clearly, <laughs> clearly you've got some shit going on. <laughs> I saw, have you ever been to Box Lunch? Yes. Okay, well, I went with you like a yeah. week ago. Oh yeah, you were there. Yeah. I don't know if you ever, if you saw the t-shirt that I tried to, tried to buy, but they I didn't did. have it in my size. That's but it Shrek was like, one. Yeah, it was like... It was like, check, check yourself, yourself before, before you shrek you yourself. yourself. <laughs> <And I was laughs> like, yeah. This is the best thing in the entire world. I just, they just didn't have it in my size. I almost, so I, I went, so like, spoiler alert, because I can say this. Megan's birthday is Monday. Megan's birthday is today. The day that you're hearing this is oh, yeah. my birthday. That's right. Megan's birthday is today. So happy birthday to me, bitches. Happy birthday, Megan. <laughs> you don't have to call them bitches. People in Lebanon listen to this. <laughs> happy birthday to me, lovely people that listen to our podcast and we love you and i meant bitches in an endearing way not in rude way all right bitches so here's <laughs> no so so i like went back in so like you guys are all hanging out and i was like megan what was it we were in like aeropostle or some shit mm-hmm. and i was like megan i'm gonna leave and you were like are you okay i'm like fine I just thought it was hot in that store. I just went back to Box Lunch to try and buy that shirt for you because I needed to get your birthday gift, which, by the way, still don't have. But (laughs) got you a podcast. We're number 43 in Lebanon. We'll be okay. (laughs) Um, We both got ourselves this podcast. That's right. It's equal work here. Let's go. (laughs) I got you half a podcast. Yes. Half the podcast. Let's go, Megan. I don't know where I would be without you. Half short. (laughs) That's Are you ready to get into these topics? Let's do the topics. All right, let's go. Oh, by the way, um, this is the last week that our episodes are going to come out on a Monday. So it's my birthday. So happy birthday to me and happy birthday to y'all for getting to hear us on a Monday. <laughs> but starting next week, they're going to be coming out on Wednesdays. Wednesdays so. at like 2 a.m. That part's irrelevant. It'll just be there when you wake up on Wednesday. Because so, Wednesdays, yeah. Anyway, all right, let's go. Sorry to disappoint that we don't get to you don't get to start your weeks with us anymore. But yeah, Wednesdays. Because we're coming in at the hardest part of the week. Yeah. You wake up, listen to us, have a good Wednesday, and then you get home, and it's downside of the week. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Boom. Let's get started. Okay, Megan. Here in this topic, we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna contemplate more of more of like what the French toast is under the ocean okay okay we're going back to that all right but in like a different kind of scenario here because i'm not going to talk about animals no i'm going to talk about the bermuda triangle right now and just just how fucking weird that shit is okay, okay. we got to talk about this the mysteries of the bermuda triangle because i forgot the l in my notes so. <laughs> well i guess if you want to hear about the first part of what's under the ocean what was that episode oh, episode two three episode two i think Two, I think it was, yeah. Yeah. Go all the way back to episode two and hear me rant about that, and then come back to this episode, and then listen to the rest of them in between after this episode. Yeah, just so you can have all of the information. So, a Bermuda Triangle is an island that stretches. So, yeah, it's an island. Well, okay. The Bermuda Triangle is a triangle, which is like a group of islands that stretches from Bermuda to Puerto Rico to the Florida coast. Florida coast forming the western tip 
of this thing creating a triangle. That's mm-hmm. what the Bermuda Triangle is referred to as, right? Over the centuries, many ships and planes and yada, yada, yada have been reported to have gone mysteriously missing in this area, which is like, what the fuck? That's crazy, right? Now, you could attribute this to like, hey, they just... Because one of the things about the Bermuda Triangle is there's a lot of rocks. And I've lived on a cruise ship for quite some time, right? Like mm-hmm. I, For those of you who don't know, I was a cruise director for several years. And so I lived... I spent a lot of my early adult life on board a cruise ship in the sea. So I've lived on the sea for many years, right? That being said, the Bermuda Triangle specifically, it's got like a lot of rocks and stuff, right? If you're a mm-hmm. ship and you don't have the correct sonar and you sail through, boom, you hit a rock and you fucked, you're sinking a dig, right? Like mm-hmm. that's what happens, right? So initially like doing the research over this, I was like, okay, what if the ships just like sank? You know what I mean? Like the mystery of the Bermuda Triangle isn't really a mystery. They just fucking sank. Cool. Move yeah, on. but they've done a lot of research to like sonars at the they bottom of the have. water to find those ships and they're gone. They're not there. And that's yeah. what I'm going to get into. Right. So over the centuries, yeah, many planes and ships have reported going missing in the Bermuda Triangle region. So giving the name the Bermuda Triangle another name, it's also known as the Devil's Triangle. And this area is not only known for the wreckages, but as you can imagine, the people on board some of these ships because it's not always just ships that have gone missing. Sometimes the people on the ships have gone missing. Uh-huh. I've heard about those that as well. So that being said, I have some stories. Number one coming in strong, the Mary Celeste, right? So many of you have probably heard this story before because it's probably the most infamous story. Of the not Bermuda me. Triangle. Well, here we go, <laughs> Megan. We're going to get it done. All right. So the, the Mary Celeste, despite being found adrift in another location in the Atlantic Ocean, it's believed that the Bermuda Triangle had something to do with whatever happened to this particular ship, right? Mm-hmm. So this ship was discovered December 4th, 1872, and from the outside, right, like from just an outside perspective, the ship would seem absolutely normal. Nothing would be touched. Nothing would be out of place. Nothing would seem strange at first, Oh, right? like ghost ship. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good-ass movie. That's a good-ass movie. That movie scared the shit out of me. I've never even finished it. We watched that in high school. Yeah, I never finished it because it scared me. Like, we literally, like, in my high school, like, history class, we watched that shit. It was crazy. Interesting. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. So, everything would seem fine at first. And then the crew on board a different ship that found the Mary Celeste, they would, uh, you know, try to make contact with the Mary Celeste. Mm -hmm. Yo, who's on this abandoned ship that we found? And nobody would answer. Nobody would answer. So, they would eventually pull the ship in, get on the ship. And when they would get on the ship, they would realize... There was no crew anywhere aboard the ship at all. But it kind of makes sense, right? Well, they found out that this ship, the Mary Celeste, had set sail um, days after it started its journey. It was headed from New York to Genoa, Italy, right? Okay. So it was, it was, it was, it essentially they abandoned the ship a couple days after they set sail. It was said in total, there were seven crew members in total. Captain Benjamin Briggs was the captain. His wife was on board and their two-year-old daughter were on board. His two-year-old daughter was on board as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So they were listed as part of the crew. It was also noted that the ship was loaded with raw alcohol when they left New York. After several days later, right, um, a passing British ship called the Date. Digradia, yeah, the Digradia. They, I probably fucked that name up, but they found the Mary Celeste under partial sail in the Atlantic Ocean. The ship was unmanned with absolutely no crew aboard, and they would know that one of the lifeboats was missing on the ship. So it's like, okay, cool, right? Like something happened, and they just like abandoned the ship, like the whole, because there's only seven crew members on board. Okay. Right. So, like, you can take one lifeboat, you'll be fine. So, essentially, that's what they believed happened is like, yeah, something happened. 
the whole crew was like, all right, fuck this. We're bailing, right? But another thing that's weird is nine barrels of the cargo would be completely empty. So loaded with raw alcohol. So apparently the people on board the Mary Celeste were like, we need to leave, but grab the booze. Like we gotta, <laughs> we gotta take, we're going to be at safe for a while, boys. Priorities. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a sailor if I ever heard of we'll one. Leave the two-year-old, grab the barrel, let's go. <laughs> but yeah, so pretty much like no trace of the, of the, the, the fucking. How many um, barrels were? Nine barrels okay. of the cargo would be completely empty. So there was, and they found a sword on deck. Now they don't specify if it was like their sword or an enemy sword. They just found a singular sword laying down and they were like, that's not right. Okay. Fair enough. But like also, if they left, the crew left in a hurry, who's to say that that's not right? Man, Patrick just got it caught on one of the barrels and he was like, leave the sword. We got to go. Right. Like sure. something happened. So. As you can imagine, like that, and that's pretty much all it is, right? Like the lifeboat was never found, the crew's never been found, no sign or no sign of the lifeboat was ever found, nor was any of the cargo ever found again. So as you can imagine, the internet does what the internet does, and thousands of theories started circulating about what happened, ranging all the way from like aliens and pirates to like a giant squid attack and etc. Did, did you say what year this happened in? Um, the ship was found in. The ship was found abandoned December 4th, 1872. Oh, okay. So, so, so super long. Ago. Okay. Yeah. But obviously, like, because the Bermuda, this is like one of the most infamous stories of the Bermuda Triangle. So, like, you know, on Reddit, well, conspiracy forums. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, but when I first read this, honestly, like, what I was thinking is like, that's not really a big deal. Like, they literally, for some reason, they just left the ship. Right, yeah, like something sure. happened, they they saw a threat, this, that, something went down, and they just like abandoned the ship with their cargo. And yeah. the wave came, or the giant squid came, or whatever it was, and just attacked yeah. their lifeboat, and they're gone. And honestly, this is one of this, I have three stories, this is the least scary, this is the least anything. Like, like weird This one, is the yeah. least weird. Because I feel like this could be, I feel like this could be debunked. I feel like all the stories about aliens, and shit, it could honestly be debunked. Because I know, as well as any other person that's sailed and lived on a ship, dude, shit happens. Like, crazy, you can, a storm can come out of nowhere mm -hmm. and disappear in the same flash it happened in. Sure. Right? Especially in the middle of the ocean. Well, and then it's also in the 1800s. It's not like they could have called home if they ended up somewhere unexpected. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, they ended up right. in a different place than where, especially if their lifeboat, like, just drifted off yeah. somewhere. It, how do you track someone in the exactly, 1800s? In the 1800s like, exactly. You know, it's, right? it's not as easy to, to communicate and report people missing and find right. people and, you know, that type of thing. So. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, what they would go on to say is like what, what researchers can't seem to understand about this particular story is they would go on to say, and I quote, there's no reason that a perfectly skilled crew would decide to abandon a perfectly good working and uncompromised ship on a good day, never to resurface again and never to make contact with anyone again. End quote. So yeah, I don't know. Like I, I like fair, right. That's a valid statement. And also we're not there. We weren't there. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. Again, things can happen. The ocean's a scary place. We don't really know what's under the ocean. And back in the 1800s, we didn't have technology. Ships weren't as big. Ships weren't as dependable. Ships weren't as, durable right as as sure. they make them now right and so you know the ship granted i will say that's also strange right being found adrift under partial sail which means they left at least some they left it 
they left it going at least part of the way. Yeah. Right? Like, they didn't turn everything off. At least part of the way, they were doing something. Well, you don't turn anything off in the 1800s. In the 1800s, that's true. But, like, they left the sa- like, sales That's what I'm saying. Like, it was left, under partial yeah. sale. They didn't, like, they abandoned the ship essentially, like, in a hurry is what I was yeah. saying, right? Um. And so, yeah, I mean, a sword on, on board and the lifeboats were gone and the alcohol was gone. Like, something happened. And that's all we know. So, I don't think it's that weird. I just think that... It's probably, like you said, easily easily explainable right in a general like or easily debunked absolutely like, you know it may not be as like supernatural or as mysterious as it seems like it is right but it could be right but it, it probably may or it might not be 100%. you know what i'm saying like there's there, there's probably an easy explanation right coming at the second story is actually my third story but i'm going to save the second story for the third story because i think the second story is the best so coming in at number two the USS Cyclops, which was one of the Navy's biggest fuel ships at the time, with about 309 crew members on board, and it had about 10,800 pounds of ore on board as well, would set sail on a really good day. Not too long afterwards, the ship would radio in, and this is the Navy, right? The ship radios in and says, yo, like, no troubles from us. We're doing good. We're good on sail. Like, no, no problems. Everything's going smooth. And that particular radio in, that one, would be the last time anyone heard from them, the ship, the crew members of the ship, would see the ship, anything. They would essentially disappear off the face of the earth. That would be the last time anyone ever heard from the ship or the crew ever again. And an entire search of the area was immediately launched into action and nothing was ever found. No remains of the ship, nor the crew that was on board, nor has the ore ever been found. Interesting. The captain of the USS Cyclops never sent out a distress signal. No one on board ever responded to any radio calls from the Navy or any other vessels around in the vicinity. And this one probably hit me the hardest because it was the fucking Navy. Yeah. Right? Like, in the military in general, the discipline and protocols that you are, you have to follow, if anything goes wrong, are put in place for a reason. Mm -hmm. And you follow those down to the fucking T. Yeah. And again... Not that I was on board a naval ship in the Navy, but being on board my ship, which was just a cruise ship, even us, we have a very specific set of things, a very specific set of, like, a certain way that we have to do things. Like, in chain of command, like, if the captain is unavailable, then it goes to this person, if this person's unavailable. And that person, and that person, and that person. And in case of an emergency, and especially 309 crew members on board with 10,800 pounds of ore, there are protocols for if something goes down. And in the ocean, on a big-ass naval ship like that, Mm -hmm. you shouldn't have an issue as to where the ship is listing too much or you're about to sink or whatever the case is. There shouldn't be an issue that just emerges out of absolutely nowhere that has the ability to take down a a ship with 309 crew members and 10,800 pounds of it. There's nothing that should be able to do that. And especially if, like... Say that, you know, it had a cargo door on it and the cargo door broke and it started spilling thousands of gallons of water in. As a captain, I'm sorry, but you know that. And in which case you let out a signal. The fact that there was no signal, no distress signal let out by the captain, the fact that no crew members complained, the fact that nobody radioed in any problems. And the only thing that was ever heard from them was just a few, a little while after they said, so, hey, everything's going smooth. Never again. Did you say this Nothing. was so? It's a cargo ship, right? Not a submarine. This was this was a U.S. This was, it was it was a it was a fuel ship. Okay. It was a naval fuel fuel okay. ship. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that one that one is fucking weird. That one hits me because that one I don't have an answer for. 
Right. Well, that it's one, not I mean, the it's because it's not just seven people. Right. It's obviously more modern. Right. Um, and it's three hundred something people that mm-hmm. have just disappeared off the face of the planet. The Never whole entire ship disappeared. Like, it's one thing if you find the ship and not the people. Right. Because then you can investigate what might have happened. If you find right. the, even if you find the wreckage of the ship, you can say, "Oh, it looks like they hit a, a rock, or they hit, the door right. came open, or right. a storm hit and it flipped the boat, or so, some right. shit." You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some explanation. Well, and it, it, right, and especially on like a naval ship that was relative, like the USS Cyclops, right? got like watertight doors if if, if the ship first of all shouldn't have scraped anything because there's radar there's sonar you're not supposed to scrape a rock if you're in a naval ship sometimes it happens if that happens fair right cool water is getting on the side of the ship that's what watertight doors are for those are designed not to kill you those are designed to give you as much time as humanly possible 309 crew members on board all navy trained mm-hmm. and there would have been lifeboats or rescue you know like exactly, escape right? boats you know never seen or heard from again yeah, that's, that's creepy. That's weird. Coming in, though, story number three. This is the fucking weirdest. Ellen Austin. The Ellen Austin is a ship that was sailing that was sailing one day. And it was, again, much like the uh, much like the other one, right? It was found abandoned. Mm-hmm. Just adrift. But that, with, with this one, they found in the, directly in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle. They okay. found this ship just floating there, directly in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle. And so to make sure this wasn't a trap, the captain of the ship that found it would wait approximately, him and his crew would wait approximately two full days. Two full days filled with nothing but trying to make contact with this particular vessel. And after several failed attempts, the captain would enter the abandoned vessel. They pull the ship in and they would enter this vessel. Mm-hmm. Well, upon entering the vessel, what would be surprising about this is A, first and foremost, it was completely abandoned. And the captain would state that it was very well packed with shipment and much like the first story absolutely no sign of crew or any life on board interesting there was nothing missing from this particular ship no crew was gone uh sorry no 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 shipment was gone and they didn't say anything about lifeboats being gone right what makes this different what makes this story a little bit different from the first one is the captain of the ellen austin he went by captain baker right um and so captain baker and his crew seeing this vessel was empty but again packed with shipment they were like yo this is our ship now like <laughs> yeah. this shipment is ours now and we're gonna take it back home with us so they they hook up they hook it up to their ship and they begin sailing home after two full days of sailing with this ship attached to it everything was going good everything was going okay no problems everything was smooth and then all of a sudden out of nowhere a storm appeared it came on but what should just stop right there for two seconds what what you should know about this particular ship. Whenever Captain Baker decided he wanted to take this ship with him, he divided his crew. He he put he, he so he split his crew in half. Put half of his crew on this abandoned vessel, and the other half was with him. And the reason he did that is because he wanted to he wanted to remain in contact with it, right? So you have radios, you can stay in contact sure. with them, and you can whatever, right? Well, and it's easier for them to man the boat than like pulling. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Um, so he splits his crew in half, puts half of his crew on this abandoned vessel, keeps half of his crew with him. They're sailing for two full days. Everything's going fine. All of a sudden a storm appears. It's getting choppy. It's getting choppy. It's getting choppy. They're, 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 they're trudging along. They're doing their thing. And then eventually it got so bad to where the cable keeping the ships hooked up together broke. And one ship went one way and the other ship went the other way. And the currents of the water started making the ships drift off in two separate directions. Okay. So he eventually, the abandoned vessel, got so far away 
that they lost radio contact. So they're okay. sitting there for a couple hours and waiting till the storms pass, right? Storm passes. And so his watchman, the Captain Baker's watchman, currently on board the Ellen Austin, which is not the abandoned vessel, he gets, he climbs up, looks at his binoculars and goes, hey, 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 I see the ship. It's right there. It's right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, sick. Yeah, they look at it. They look at it. And they go, he thinks, uh, okay, sick. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Storms passed, so they start making their way to get to it, right? Mm-hmm. In a couple short, in a couple hours, they would reach the ship. They would reach the abandoned ship. When they got closer, Captain Baker, hey guys, you there? Sorry, that storm was crazy. No response. Hey guys, come in. You know, Captain Baker, over. Nothing. Guys, listen. You know, this game's stupid. Stop playing. Stop playing games. Like, I need you guys to respond. Nothing, right? So they get to the ship. They to- they they hook up another line, bring it back in. Captain Baker cannot get a hold of his crew, gets off the Ellen Austin, gets on this abandoned vessel. Nobody was on board. So it happened twice. So it happened, well, it happened, they found the they found the ship with nobody on it. He takes his crew, splits it in half, and says, this is our ship now. We want the shipment on board. We're going to take it back home. Mm-hmm. Splits his crew in half, says half of his crew gets on this random ship that we found in the ocean. And we're going to go home. Two days of sailing. Storm happens. Breaks the ships apart. A couple hours later, they find the ship, but his crew's not on the ship. So, yeah, the ship is abandoned twice. So, the ship has now been abandoned twice. So, Captain Baker is like, what the shit? That's crazy. Storm must have blew him away. Something. So, they, they spend a good bit trying to find the crew. No luck. So, they hook up to the ship again. He takes the rest of the crew that he has on the Ellen Austin, divides them up again. Puts half of the remaining crew on the abandoned vessel, gives them radios and says, let's make sure we keep in contact this time, right? They set sail. Two fucking days later, a storm comes up out of nowhere, breaks the ships apart. They find the ship back essentially where it was. They go to it. Crew's gone again. So this now this ship has now been abandoned, completely abandoned with no reason, no nothing. Proof of anything. Three times. That's so fucking creepy. So Captain Baker would go on and say that it was a cursed ship. Yeah. And would stop trying to make contact with it, call it a loss, and move on and live the rest of his life in peace. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That's so wild that it happened three times. See, that's something that I don't understand. I can't make I can't make that make sense. Nobody ever disappeared from the cruise ships, right? Not without jumping overboard or there being like proof that something happened. You know yeah. what I mean? And I've, I've sailed all over the world, dude. Europe, China, like I've, Asia, like everywhere. Um, you know, you name a country, I've been there, right? Like I've been in those waters, right? Nothing like that. I've been, I've sailed in the Bermuda Triangle before, right? Like m- dozens of times, nothing. Like obviously... None of this stuff has ever happened to me, nor does this make sense. Uh, and it's it's insane. So to kind of touch on the point, right? What's up with the Bermuda Triangle? Now, Berm- National Geographic went out there with all their money. And what they did, they did a little project where they were going to avert- essentially virtually drain the ocean, which is where they take all their money and they buy all these sonars and radars and all these different things. And they send them down to the all over the place, right? They cover... Mm-hmm essentially the entire Bermuda Triangle and they drop all these different microphones and all these different things down and they find essentially what you hope is like explanation explanations for like 
what's happened to these missing ships. And those are just ships. There have been missing planes. There have been a lot of stuff that's gone down in the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Those are just three stories out of dozens, um, hundreds of missing disappearances and stuff, right? So, yeah. So they go out there and they drop all these sonar. And what they find is one airplane at the bottom of the Bermuda Triangle. That is it. Nothing else, no other ships, no other airplanes, nothing, one. And what they would find is it was a missing airplane. It was missing from World War II. It was not, it was on a mission. It was flying with some other guys. And then the the whole crew ended up not making it because they ran out of fuel. But one, one plane was never found mm. and the rest of them were. And that was the plane that they found. It was like, oh, okay, cool. Okay, solved. And, yeah. and the pilot had ejected but died on impact of the water. And obviously, like, his body was never recovered. But the pilot nor the seat was in the plane, and it was, like, a whole thing. Um, but that was it. That's all they found. Uh, they would also go on to state, though, that they would find an underground, like, like underwater trench and underwater, like, pockets of magnesium. And here's why the magnesium pockets are important. The magnesium pockets are important because older ships – if you hit a pocket of magnesium, it can affect the instruments on the ship, causing the magnetic effect that you hear about the Bermuda Triangle so often, which is like, yeah, my mm -hmm. instruments went crazy and this, that, and the other. That would make sense. What doesn't make sense is the fact that they still haven't found any of these things, but mm -hmm. maybe that's where the trenches come in. Because if it sinks and it goes down in the trench and the currents of this trench is strong enough, it can sweep it out to mm -hmm. a different area. Well, because that's the explanation that they usually right. give is that there's some currents that they can't find or can't explain that must have moved the the boat or the plane or whatever yeah. from the area that it was supposed to have been to a different area. And because they don't know what current it was, they can't really explain where it would have went in the water. Right. You know? Right. And I mean, I think those are, I think that's a great explanation, but it doesn't make sense for half of this shit. Yeah. Right. Like, okay, cool. Like that's a great explanation. What the fuck happened to the crew three times on board this abandoned vessel? What the fuck happened to the crew on the first ship? And how come the USS Cyclops sank or whatever it did with no distress signal, no warning, nothing like, cool. That makes sense to an extent, but then there's also stuff that you can't explain. And literally the three stories out of the three stories I've said today, one of those fits in the category of like, Oh, it sank. Yeah. And you can just write it off. Two of them don't. Yeah. Fair. Um, and yeah, it's, they found no ship. They found nothing at That's the bottom of the Bermuda Triangle. It's interesting and super creepy. I'm telling you right now, I have one more. So, so this is a, this is like a recount, right? So this is one of those stories that I found it. I've heard it before. I found it on the internet again. It's one of those stories, like for the listeners to like, believe it if you want. I'm not sure whether or not I believe it, but it's still crazy nonetheless, right? Sure. So there's a pilot who's flying a plane over the Bermuda Triangle. Um, apparently an experienced pilot, right? He's done it before. He's flown most of his life, you know, was, you know, in his 50s, 60s or whatever at this particular point when he was flying the interview or flying the flying the interview, flying the plane over the Bermuda Triangle. Um, and this was an interview that he did. But in the interview, he would say that he was flying over the, the Bermuda Triangle and one day he flew into a storm. The storm wasn't recorded. It wasn't supposed to be there. It wasn't on any of his radar, nothing. It just kind of was there. And you see, you know, like little magnetic storms or whatever. Like you see them all the time. Which is also something that I've heard of specifically in the Bermuda Triangle. Exactly, yeah. Where there's storms that just randomly appear that mm -hmm. weren't like planned for. Right. Planned for, weren't suspected, weren't even seen on the like different radars right. that used to track that stuff. It just right. happened. It just happens. You hear a lot of that. Um, 
but yeah, so, you know, he flew right over this particular area. And as you can imagine, right, like out of all the storms that you kind of hear about in the Bermuda Triangle, be it magnesium storm or whatever, like it started messing with the, in, the instruments on his plane. Mm -hmm. So every like his compasses and everything started to kind of mess up and it started to go wrong. And he, he would he would then say he saw like a flash of bright lights and it looked like outer space and it was weird. And his plane started shaking and then it all just kind of stopped. And when it all just kind of stopped, you know, he was kind of looking over and he's like looking at his plane and he's like, I don't, first of all, like what just happened? Second of all, like, where am I? Sure. Um, he was a couple hundred miles from where he had just been moments ago. From the time, from the time that he would state that his plane started shaking and he saw like what looked like outer space and these bright lights and all this and all that. So the time, and it was apparently like about a minute long, maybe. So from the time it started to the time it finished in like a minute, maybe a couple, he was a couple hundred miles away, which that's not possible. Yeah. Like that doesn't happen ever. That reminds me of that one story you told about that guy that was in Australia. Um, do you remember the episode? Which one? I can't remember the specifics, but I just remember it being like he was flying and he claimed he turned upside down. Never mind. I think it was the one with like spontaneous teleportation or something like oh. that. Oh, yeah, no, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, it's the same. This story. is the same one, yeah. But this is in the Bermuda Triangle. That's not in the same area. I'm pr then maybe I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, because I've I feel like I've heard this. Like I said, I've heard this story before. Maybe maybe I was talking about a different one. I don't know. Well, no, because I think the other guy was never found. Oh. So uh -oh. I don't know. Ignore all of this, and I'll cut it out. You're good, but no. <laughs> my, my, to, to the point, right? Could the Bermuda Triangle be a wormhole, or is like, are there just underwater pockets or trenches? Like, what, what the French toast is up with the Bermuda Triangle? <laughs> yeah, that's it's wild that there's obviously so, like you said, hundreds of of stories of weird things going missing and of weird things happening that that we can't really, no one can really explain. Right. That's but crazy. Yeah, that was my topic, Megan. That was my first topic. Good topic. Let's go. Are you ready to hit the second? Yeah. Do you smell something burning? I do. Let's check that out. Okay. And then we can do the second topic. I've, I've smelled that for a while. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's your friendly neighborhood, Skyler man and Megan. Hi. Hi. Sorry to interrupt ourselves, but... Since you're here and you're listening, we appreciate you. Also, while you're here, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. And since you're leaving us a five-star review, go ahead and also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at WTFT Podcast. You could also find us on Facebook at What the French Toast Podcast. Or you can shoot us an email, WTFTPod at gmail.com. We also would love to hear your opinions, so leave us a voice message. There's a link in our show notes. Whew. All right, Megan Skyler, back to you. Okay, we're back. The house is not burnt down. Yet. Yet, at least. You're right. That's correct. Um, things are going well. They're just cooking food downstairs. Cooking <laughs> poorly cooking the food Apparently, downstairs. Apparently, yeah. Oops, dropped my pen. Sorry, y'all. Um, so, my topic is about my birthday. <laughs> yeah, no way not to be conceited at all, Megan. Yeah, it would, I wouldn't be in Aries if I wasn't going to talk about my birthday. So I am. Um, I have some fun facts for you about um, March 27th specifically. Some of them fall around 
March 27th, 1996, which is the actual day that I was born. So like within the day and year, but then also some of them are just general, like March 27th, fun yeah. facts and information. Um, of course, like I said, if you're born on March 27th, you're in Aries. <laughs> so you're welcome. The birthstone is aquamarine and the birth flower is a daffodil. Let's go, man. Which I learned today. I did not know that my birth flower was a daffodil. So learning new things. Let's go. Um, this year just happens to be my golden birthday. Oh. Okay. Which a golden birthday is the birthday on which the numeral of one's age matches the day that you were born. So I was born on March 27th and I'll be turning 27 this year. Okay. So that's why it's your golden birthday. That makes sense. Okay. Um, the number one song on March 27th, 1996. You want to take a stab? You want to guess? 1996? Yeah. Maybe we got back. <laughs> no. Um, it was Because You Loved Me by Celine Dion. I can't say I've ever heard that song, so I don't know. Maybe you should listen to it. Maybe I will. No, not like not like right now because no. copyrights. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As of this moment, I've never heard of it, but I will listen to it <laughs> at some point. You know. Hopefully, by the time this episode comes out, I should have listened to it at least once. Yeah, at least once. Um, other celebrities that were born on March twenty seventh consist of, not limited to. Okay. But some of my favorites: Mariah Carey. Makes sense. Fergie, the singer. Quentin Tarantino, okay. Nathan Fillion, okay. and Brenda Song. Brenda Song? Yeah. I haven't heard that name in so long. Yeah, like from Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, yeah. Disney, and she did, I'm sure she's done other things, but that's what I know her from. That's all, we've, that's all she's going to be known for. Um, March 27th is the World Theater Day, and it's also Spanish Paella Day, that which sounds... I probably just butchered that. Yeah, you probably did. But that's what it is. Let's go. Um, and in 1513, on March 27th, that's when Spanish explorer Juan Ponce de Leon accidentally discovered Florida. Okay. <laughs> accidentally. That's the most Florida <laughs> thing. I didn't even mean to find it. Okay. <laughs> it was just there one day and I was fucking walking to the store. It was, I saw an alligator, got hot as fuck. I didn't even. <laughs> in 1998. The drug Viagra, Golly. which I don't know if you knew this, but it's from Pfizer, the pharmaceutical yeah, company. I did I, not know I that. I did know that. Um, it was approved by the uh, US FDA for use in treating erectile dysfunction. Good for them. So like, you're welcome, basically. The other day I was at work and I, I was sick, right? Like, you know, I had strep throat and like I was going through it and I told my boss, I was like, listen, man, like I'm having a hard time. Like I'm sick. And he goes, I got you. And he, he's like, I got you. And he took out this blue pill. And I was like, those aren't the problems that I'm having. I don't, <laughs> not that pill. The other one, give me that, give me that Advil, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the other blue pill. The other blue pill. But he's not that one. Stop it. Um, in 2005, on March 27th, the first episode of the first season of Grey's Anatomy premiered. Okay. So, you're welcome. And March 27th, 2022, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars <laughs> after <laughs> Chris Rock's joke about Jada Pinkett. <laughs> I laughed so hard I coughed. That was amazing. So, exactly a year ago, we were graced with that entire event at the Oscars. You're welcome. Um, there's also a challenge. Oh, no, I dropped my chapstick. Hold. Technical difficulties. <laughs> Um, there's a challenge that people do with their birthdays in which you then you put the date, the month and day of your birthday. So March 27th with 
Florida man into Google. Oh, yeah, I've, I've seen this. <laughs> and I did that. Oh, God. So it's, of course, not on the year that I was born. This is very recent, published um, in 2019 <laughs> from clickondetroit.com. The headline is police. Florida man hit mother stuffed dumplings in her mouth for refusing to dress his mannequin. <laughs> That's the that's the most Jeffrey Dahmer shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> so I'm gonna read you the article because I like to read y'all things. So. Okay. Wait, hold on. It's Florida man and then your birthday. Yeah. Let's go. Um, in Boynton Beach, Florida, a Florida man is accused of attacking his mother after she refused to dress his mannequin. Michael Donker, 40, was arrested on charges of aggravated battery on a victim over 65 years old and domestic battery by strangulation. A woman reportedly called the police after Donker's 65 year old mother ran into her house with blood on her face and Donker in pursuit. According to the affidavit that was obtained by WPLG, Donker and his mother were in their backyard when he asked her to dress his mannequin. After she refused to do so, Donker reportedly stood in the doorway to prevent his mother from going inside. Deputies said Donker's mother pushed his mannequin to the ground and ran inside, and he retaliated <laughs> by following her into the kitchen, pushing her to the floor. Donker then picked up a small stool, struck his mother several times in the head with it, deputies said, and then according to the affidavit, Donker then grabbed small dumplings made for dinner and started to shove them into her mouth. Oh, no. Officers, <laughs> <laughs> officers said... Donker was combat combative as Makes he was sense. placed under arrest and his mother was taken to a hospital where she received stitches for a cut to her head. <laughs> so could you imagine being the police? No, stand outside. He's got dumplings. <laughs> Stay clear. He's going to run at some point. He's not like he's going to cook more in this amount of time. <laughs> he throws the last dumpling. The cop catches it, eats it and then arrests him. <laughs> Dude, you are you ready to hear mine? Sure. Florida man makes beer run with gator in hand. <laughs> That's the most Florida thing I've ever heard in my life. A man made a beer run into a Florida convenience store carrying a live alligator with its mouth. July 29th, 2018. <laughs> I did try to find one from 1996 just because I thought it would yeah. be really funny. But I just really couldn't find anything <laughs> specifically from then. So. It's fucking cool. Um, other things. That's so awesome. We're less on actual March 27th now and more specific to 1996. I thought you might be interested to know the cost of some things from okay. 1996. You're doing a whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, the cost of a gallon of regular gas in 1996 was $1.23. I can't stand this world we live in. I know, right? The cost of a dozen eggs was $1.31. Okay. The cost of a gallon of milk was three dollars and thirty cents. I fair. feel like milk has scaled pretty well. Yeah. To be fair. Or but. just milk was always stupid expensive, and now it makes <laughs> <Yeah>. sense. <laughs> now it's just subpar with fair. everything else. Now the median household income um, in 1996 was thirty-five thousand four hundred and ninety-two dollars. <laughs> I'm winning. And I'm like, fuck yeah! I'm above the median <laughs> of 1996. Let's go. <laughs> Where gas was a dollar twenty. Um. I don't know if people just don't care about 1996 yet, like where it's not like that far. You know, for example, when my mom turned 50, we celebrated her birthday with a, there was a banner that had yeah. all the costs of like everything you could think yeah. of. 
And I really couldn't find anything more than just that. Like there was the cost of houses, but every site that I looked at had different information. So I didn't feel like it was super credible. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, I get there when we turn 50. You're good. And so we still have time. I'm feeling like I'm just not old enough. That's, that's a good thing. Let's right? keep it like that. Exactly. Um, but I did find some other interesting facts. And by interesting, I mean, this is from goodhousekeeping.com. This is the last bit of information. Um, so it's 11 fascinating March birthday facts. Okay. So specifically, what makes March babies so special? Nothing. They're stupid. Hear me out, though. Good okay. housekeeping disagrees. Oh, I, I also disagree. I was joking. To rest, to the, <laughs> literally every other March baby except for Megan, I think you're great. I say that because I think you're phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Good save. Yeah. Okay. So again, this is from goodhousekeeping.com. And I'm saying this because there is literally no scientific facts from what okay. I can tell. Okay. <laughs> it's, 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 just wait. Number one, <laughs> their, their zodiac sign is either Pisces or Aries. One of the two. One of the two. If you were born March 1st to March 20th, you're a Pisces. And if you were born March 21st to April 19th, you are a Aries. That's okay. It. Okay. That was it. Um, <laughs> Number two, daffodil is a birth flower. We love that. Number three, March birthstones are aquamarine and bloodstone, which I learned just now because bloodstone I did not know um, was fair. a birthstone for March. Um, and they're basically the exact opposites. Aquamarine is very much like blue, ocean, clear, pretty, you know. And then bloodstone is like Blood. dark green with oh. flecks of iron, um, red iron oxide. That's why they call it bloodstone. That's fair. Yeah. Number four. Oh. Remember, this is 11 interesting facts about March babies and why they're so great. Um, okay. okay. There are fun celebrations in March. That's the most... Okay. So because there's St. Patrick's Day and sometimes Easter, it's also Women's History Month, Celebrate Your Name Week, National Grammar Day, Pie Day, uh, Make Up Your Own Holiday Day. You're running out of topics, aren't you, Megan? Listen, listen, Okay. <laughs> Number five, they probably share a birthday with a celebrity. They, you do. Um, if you're a March baby, you're in good company. There are tons of famous folks who blow out their birthday candles in the third month of the year. Like, now I didn't name these people because they weren't born on March 27th. Oh. But apparently Justin Bieber was born in March, Dr. Seuss, um, Sugar from BTS, whoever that is, Albert Einstein, Mr. Rogers, Harry Houdini, you know? And so... Because of this, fame could be certainly in any March baby's future. I'm I'm here for that. Okay. Let's go. Um, number six. Okay. It That's not the only way they soar. Okay. According to research from the UK offices of national statistics, kids born in March are statistically more likely to grow up to become pilots. <laughs> Okay. Number seven. Statistically. Apparently. You're... Number seven, they look on the bright side. Everyone born in March is an optimist, apparently. Because <laughs> appropriately for someone with a spring birthday, people in born in March have sunny temperaments. Okay. Sunny temperament. Temperaments. I don't feel like I'm that sunny, but okay. I, 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 would, I don't either. They... 
they score highly on what's called the hyperthymia scale, which means they possess a general optimism that helps them look past the bad. Unfortunately, that also leaves them vulnerable just, to depression. You just explain optimism to me. And and that's that's fair. Unfortunately, that also leaves them vulnerable to depression. So, i.e., every March baby has severe depression. <laughs> Number eight, health prognosis looks good for March babies. Let's go. Well, except for you. <laughs> um, Columbia University did a study that figured that out certain birth months coincided with an increased risk. For certain you, diseases. You sure you weren't born in May, Megan? The study concluded that not only are March babies not at an increased r- risk of respiratory, reproductive, cardiovascular, or neurological illnesses, <laughs> they were actually associated with decreased risk. Now, here's the thing. Of all of those, the only one that I definitely have is a reproductive illness. <laughs> Everything else, I'm, I don't have at this point in my life. Reproductive in the sense of you just don't want kids. <laughs> No, I mean, I have PCOS. Oh, okay. So is that an illness? Yeah. I mean, Apparently. I guess this on my ovaries. That sucks. I'm so. sorry. Um, That's fair. Number nine, they can climb to the top of the corporate ladder. Let's go. Man. Researchers have found that kids born in March and April are more likely to become CEOs. In fact, one study of 375 companies found that 12.5% of CEOs were born in March. Being older than their classmates may be one of the reasons spring babies tend to do so well. Maybe I'm going to do this on July, and you know what it's going to say? Eh, they're okay. <laughs> Number 10, they stand taller than their peers. A study out of Austria found babies born at the end of March tend to be taller than others. You are tall. Researchers believe it has to do with the amount of light-dependent melatonin women are exposed to during pregnancy. That's crazy. Well, Megan, so, that was the most conceited topic oh, you've no, ever... Oh, that's not it. Oh, dang. Um, number 11, which is oh, let's go. the last one. If you expect some late nights, if you do party for all those March holidays, <laughs> expect to be up into the wee hours. According to one sleep study, kids born in spring and summer stay up later than winter babies. Says the person that goes to bed at like 10 p.m. religiously every single night. <laughs> it hasn't always been that way, to be fair. I'm very much a night owl. It's just that I'm getting old and I have to get up early. <laughs> you're 26. You're not. <laughs> well, you are getting old. Yes, but you're not old. So that's my topic. Hope you enjoyed listening to some the greatest. interesting facts about March, March 27th and March 27th, 1996. Please make sure to wish me a happy birthday because I deserve it. And also I'll wish you a happy birthday. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. That was a good topic, Megan. Good job. Thanks. Okay, Megan, so this isn't, I wouldn't call this a topic. I have just devised a game to finish this podcast out on. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. So I have, I have, I have researched the funniest Google searches of all time and we're going to answer those bitches. Okay. That's a fun game. Let's go. Normally I come up with the game. Question number one. Okay. Am I supposed to be Googling these things? No. Okay, good. No, we're just going to, yo. I just shut my laptop down. These are are Googled questions that what the French toast is going to answer today. Okay. Okay. All right. The question number one, who would win in a fight between a taco and grilled cheese? Grilled cheese. Grilled cheese is easy. It's it's more durable. More structure. (laughs) Thicker. Yeah. Heavier. Yeah. Doesn't, it's not going to get soggy if you leave it for a while. That's true. 
Yeah. It's not going to fall apart because every taco always falls apart for me. Yeah. As soon as this grilled cheese stands up, it's all stuck together because it's all, it's all melted. Yeah. So, but if you try to tilt your taco, crunch your soft, shit's going to fall <laughs> out. It's going to fall out. Grilled cheese. Yeah. Yeah. That's who wins in a fight between a taco and grilled cheese. It's a grilled cheese. Question number two. Okay. <laughs> Why does my husband look at other women? <laughs> because he sucks. No, it's because, it's because, you know how like you're in a car and like you really like your car, but then like a fucking Corvette drives by and you're like, damn. That, that analogy if doesn't work. Only for me. I could afford a Corvette. That analogy doesn't work for me. How about this one? You know how when you're walking your dog? <laughs> yeah. And your dog is just being so cute, doing everything that they're supposed to be doing, but then somebody else walks by with a great dang. <clears throat> okay. Or just and you're like, what a big other, dog. <laughs> any other dog that's better behaved than dog your dog. Fat ass. <laughs> you're going to be like, oh, what a cute dog. Even if the dog isn't better behaved, you're going to be like, oh, it's a puppy. Every single time. I think I just look at other women and I'm like, damn, she's probably a bitch. Anyway. You know? Because like. That's what I think when I look at everyone. I'm like, they probably <laughs> fucking probably suck. probably fucking bitch. They <laughs> suck at sex. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just probably suck. They just probably suck in People general. suck. Number three. What would a chair, what would a chair look like if your knees bent the other way? I imagine like exactly like a chair does now, just the opposite. Oh, that makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> imagine, well, yeah, I mean, like a demon. Well, how would that? <laughs> your fucking knees just, well, just crack. It would just be like you sit down, and then instead of your feet on the ground, your feet are just in the air. That fucked me up more than anything. When you said that, my chest fucking vibrated. I because was like, hips, oh no. Your hips are still going to bend the same way, right? So you're still going to sit the same up until your knees, the and man. then what? Your the chair is upside. It wouldn't work. The only option is for your feet to just be up. The, the chairs just connect to the ceiling <laughs> and your knees bend backwards underneath the chair. That's the creepiest image I've ever had in my life. I don't like it. Okay. Next one. Number four. Why are the Kardashians famous? Oh, that's easy. Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> what? Ryan Seacrest owns the Kardashians. He's the one that started the show. Oh. Yeah, he like started the thing. I thought like, wasn't, I mean, did, well, I guess Caitlyn Jenner is not a Kardashian, technically. No, probably so, not. So their old football career, right? They played mm -hmm. football, is irrelevant. Or the Olympics. Yeah. that That's not what the made Olympics. the Kardashians famous. No, the Kardashians is a show. Didn't a Kardashian like participate in the O.J. Simpson trial? Oh, I don't know. I'm Maybe. pretty sure. I feel like that. That probably. is the case. Maybe I'm just completely wrong. I was like... I'm not even sure I was born when that happened. So, yeah. are you ready for number five? <laughs> sure. How to get pregnant? Well, uh, <laughs> well, when a mommy and daddy love each other very, very much, much, or they're at a bar and they need to have fun. <laughs> when a woman and a man meet in a club. Well, I mean, you can get pregnant in other ways. When two people. When two people. Somehow decide that they want sexual inter interaction to take place or decide that they'd like to. Anyway. Anyways, that's, that's really complicated. Question okay. number six. Ask why, mom again when you're older. Why do men have nipples? <laughs> it's just for show. They don't do anything. They're there so you can play with them. 
Well, I think there's actually a scientific explanation. It's for because them. it's, it's because it? It's, it develops before. Uh, yeah, and then every, we gain, then we gain, or well, yeah. then our chromosomes. Yeah, in stays utero. The same. Yeah, yeah it, it your nipples gender, like develop before the like the other parts of your body. Yeah, and so as far as I'm aware, every fetus starts out as a specific gender. You want to hear something? And then develops into the other. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you want to hear something funny I heard the other day? Sure. That's like a fact, apparently. Everybody starts off as an asshole. I feel like that's probably accurate. Like, actually, like, that's like the first part of your body to form whenever somebody gets pregnant. Interesting. That's a weird thing. Anyway, number seven. Why is... <laughs> Why isn't 11 pronounced 21? <laughs> or 11 teen? That's a good question. Because I good feel question. like it should be... Well, no, because 12 is just 12. One T one. One two. One three. One T three. One T two. I do feel like one T makes sense because it's 20, 30, 40. You know it what I'm sounds saying? dumb, but it only sounds dumb because it's not how we pronounce it. If we grew up saying one T one, they would make it would be perfectly normal. That's true. That's how I'm gonna teach my kids how to say eleven. One, two, one, one. Two, one. They're gonna get in school, and the teachers are gonna be like, "You fucking failed. That's what you did. You failed today." Yeah, but then they're gonna be unique in, in their selves, and they're gonna accept. they're gonna be fifteen and still in kindergarten, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> Out here saying one, two, one. They're gonna be the types of kids that they're dumplings at their fucking mother. Like that's well, then, what, they're what, what would you do when you're going to Seven Eleven? Seven Eleven. But you don't say 11 now. 7-1-T-1. Your kids are going to be the type of kids that force dumplings down your throat, dog. <laughs> mom, can we, mom, can I have an Nintendo Switch? No? Fuck it, open up. <laughs> I'm already going to be eating the dumplings. I'm going to be like, like shoving them down my own fucking mouth. <laughs> Florida woman died. I don't know, for some reason you went to Florida in this thing. Florida woman dies after choking to death on multiple dumplings. By her own choice. By, 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 <laughs> by self-choice. Number eight. Why aren't there guns in Harry Potter? Because guns are illegal It'd in the UK. It'd be too fast, dog. Because guns are Expedi- illegal. <laughs> Just done. About to go. About to go. You're done, bro. I went logical and only because guns are illegal. What do you mean? Could you imagine trying to swish and flick? Motherfucker just pulled the trigger six times in that moment. You're done. <laughs> There's no guns in Harry Potter because that would have made Voldemort way too easy to kill. Well, they're also in a magical school. You know? Could you imagine doing a drive-by, but instead it's a broomstick by? <laughs> it's a fly-by. It's a fly-by. You fucking run into a mailbox. You're like, oh, shit. A gust of wind comes. It's just a broomstick and a human. You fucked up. Can't breathe. <laughs> you can't... Like a... That's why there were guns in Harry Potter. It would make too much. It would be too easy to kill people. Fair. Harry Potter would never stood a chance. Voldemort just popped out <laughs> yeah. with an AK. He's like, "Let's go, bitch." The boy who lived. <laughs> not anymore. The boy who who lived. He's not alive anymore. <laughs> If they killed a snake with a sword, do you know how much easier it would be if the hat contained an AR? <laughs> Harry Potter stands back and he's like, all right, I got it. That would have been dumb. 
<laughs> she's her mind's like, it's Smith and Wesson. Not <laughs> Smith and Wesson. Wesson. <laughs> Nine millimeter, not in my millimeter. <laughs> anyway, moving on. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sniffling now. I'm crying. This next one is Megan's perfect question. Why is my goldfish swimming upside down? It's dead. Your goldfish is dead. Hey, actually, the, the goldfish's swim bladder could be destroyed or something. It might not be dead yet. Remember, one of my fish was swimming upside down and it didn't die. It's fine now. It was just playing in the bubbles. I'm pretty sure that fish did die. No, that one didn't die. Okay. I'm still thinking about the Harry Potter thing. Moving on. (laughs) This is a legitimate question. And I'm curious as to this. Okay. Why aren't there ghost dinosaurs? Why aren't there ghost any creatures? Like ghost megalodons. We wouldn't know that because they're under the water. Okay, fair. That's what made those people go missing. That's a good question, actually. That one's got me thinking. What happens to ghosts? Okay, part two of this. I'm just going to read out some of the funniest things the kids have said. So with that being said, number one. This kid goes, why does Santa give poor kids such shitty presents? They're poor. Shouldn't they get the best ones? That's why I always, like, I mean, I don't have kids, obviously, but, like, I always have said, like, (laughs) I hate when parents give, like, their kids pause. If you have children listening, shut their ears. Shut their ears. When parents say that, like, the iPad is from Santa, right? Mm -hmm. Because then, like... First of all, motherfucker, I'm the one who worked hard for that fucking iPad. Second of all, what if their friend doesn't get that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I know you can't control what other parents can or cannot get for their kids. And I know you can't, like, you shouldn't lessen your children's experience. But, like, fuck. It's a touchy subject for sure, yeah. Like, give give them something more simple, like a Barbie doll and, you know, <laughs> and then leave the cool stuff to you because guess what? Sure. Santa's not the one who has to put up with their bullshit Let's all Santa year round. Let Santa get them generic presents. Santa got you toothpaste. Yeah, Santa got you that really cool t-shirt and your Nintendo Switch case. Yeah. How did he know to get you a Switch case when he didn't get you a Switch? It's because I told him. That's how, bitch. That's true. Number two. Said my little brother had never seen his teacher outside of school before. And one day we were in the grocery store and his teacher was there and he goes, Who let her out? <laughs> Kids say the darndest They things. say the darndest ones. <laughs> Number three, my five year old son, after explaining the concept of breastfeeding. So can you get like Capri Suns out of there or just milk? <laughs> I wish it worked that way. I'm saying. Cause you'd be sitting at work and you're just like just <laughs> fucking coke. Yeah. You're just fucking done. I need an espresso shot. <laughs> Stat. Sip, sip. <laughs> okay. My eight, number four, my eight-year-old just said to me, hey, since there, are microscopic, since there are microscopic germs inside of us, what if we're just microscopic germs inside some other larger animal? That makes me think of Osmosis Jones. Have you seen that movie? Yes. That's such a good movie. That is a good movie. Also, that eight-year-old is too smart. And I'm going to need him to relax. And it's like a little bit like Horton Hears or a her. Who. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Horton Hears a Who. 
that lady today. That was a child. She had the worst fucking haircut I've ever seen in my life. You were talking about the girl in the back seat, right? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, number five. The other day, we were when we were in the car, everything was <laughs> This is the best part. It says, the other day, we were in the car, and everything was completely quiet. And out of nowhere, my two-year-old just goes, <clears throat> Guys, here's the deal. I need a penguin for my magic trick. <laughs> See, this is why I want a kid, because my kid would be <laughs> saying shit like that. Number six, my five-year-old looked at me the other day and asked, where are you going with your life, daddy? What would you do? How do you respond to that when your child is like, hmm, things aren't right here? That would send me into a full-blown crisis. (laughs) Number seven, I was watching fireworks with my son and he said, the sound is slower than the lights. Yes. That's because sound is faster, or this the sound speed of sound, speed of nothing's faster than the speed of light. Yeah. Okay. Number. <laughs> I know what you're trying to get with that. Number eight. My ten year old told me today. I don't think there's a good or a bad. I think it's all just perception. Well, yeah. Yeah, but that's a ten year old. No, fuck Becky. There, her ten year old didn't say that shit. Becky said that shit. Okay, number number nine. My niece asked me the other day, what happens to my three when I turn four? I replied, you get it back when you turn seven, but that's only if you make it to seven. (laughs) (laughs) That poor kid. Trauma. This is the funniest one. This is number 10. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Mom. Yeah, honey. Why do spiders run away when I fart? How many spiders is this child seeing? That would make me want to burn my house down. (laughs) Sweetheart, how many spiders do you see on a daily? Like. At least four. What? Where do they go? I don't know. The kids have a lot of gas. So maybe, maybe they just run into a corner until it's safe to come out. I don't know. Because that's like. Until the kid leaves the room. That's traumatizing to me. I'd be like, the spider? Where did the spider go, sweetie? Where did it go? Did you kill it? <laughs> so loud. It hurt. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I. <laughs> did you kill the spider? No, I farted and it just ran away. Or is she blowing them away with her farts? <laughs> Could you imagine this? You just fart and you see the spider just... Psh- across the room why is this so much funnier to me than it is to you because i don't think farts are funny i have to sneeze so much and it is bothering me okay well then bye guys okay (laughs) great episode i'll talk to you guys it's so much pain it's tickles so much see you next week My friends, that has been the episode. We appreciate you coming out and spending time with us today. If you have enjoyed this episode, be sure to give us a follow. You can follow us on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere else that you find your podcast. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at WTFT Podcast. We're also on Facebook at What the French Toast Podcast. And you can email us your stories, topics, or opinions at WTFTPod at gmail.com. I'm Skylar. I'm Megan. And this has been What the French Toast.